Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Alternate Endings, where we take a shot at rewriting famous stories from pop culture. I'm Octopus Caveman, and with me as always is my partner in prose, the verbose vixen herself, the lovely, loquacious Tracy Morgan. How are you, Tracy? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited. I think that's the nicest intro anyone's ever given me, to be honest with you. Well, I've heard that ver- verbose isn't exactly a compliment. <laughs> True. Still, you haven't heard what else has been said about me, so that's okay. <laughs> wordy, wordy alliteration is kind of tough to come up with. So, you know, verbose is meant as a compliment. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. It's cool. <laughs> So let's get into it. This uh, this week we're talking about King Kong. I've got an admission to make. I've never watched any King Kong. I feel like I might have seen some of the Ray Harryhausen stuff, probably in documentaries about Ray Harryhausen. I've never watched a single one. I've watched a little bit of the, the what, the 77 one, I believe. No. Are you serious? <laughs> we're doing a show about King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a famous story. I guess you don't need to know it that well, but it's <laughs> you like, need to watch it. It's like a Bible story. You don't, you don't. I mean, people have told me like I don't. I don't. I know it, right? Like I've read the Bible. I I haven't watched. <laughs> I haven't watched King Kong. I'm not, I'm no expert, but it it's something. It's it's so a fable. It's one of those classics where I I know the details. You know. I think everybody does. Although saying that, I have come across one or two who like explain it to me. I haven't got a clue. They kind of know it's a, it's a gorilla, or someone was going, "Isn't it a really big monkey?" I was like, "Yeah, kind of." <laughs> no tail, yeah, it's no a monkey. Big monkey. Well, I can fill you in a little bit. You probably yeah. know it anyway. I mean, most likely. I I don't know the de- and there's three of these, right? There's the original, yeah. there's the seventies one, and then there's yep. the the Peter Jackson one. Yeah, there's, there's the 1933, 1976, and then the Peter Jackson one's probably the one that I've seen most recently, was like 2005. It's epic in terms of it's really long. <laughs> I was on a really bad date at the time, so I was enjoying the film, but I was kind of wanting it to end. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't gone back. <laughs> it was too bad. <laughs> um, yeah, but basically, it's it's a film crew that go to Skull Island, and they find that um, this island is full of, like, gigantic creatures, like dinosaurs and stuff like that. But there's right. this massive... D- does, the, does the Peter Jackson one have the dinosaur stuff? It has big things, from what I can remember. For some reason, I want to say there's a big spider in it, but I don't think there is. But there's certainly, like, big monster-type creatures that are a bit dinosaur-like. And um, and in the end, like King Kong actually comes to blows with them because uh, whilst they're over there, they take over Anne, who's like the lead actress. They're actually in the 2005 one anyway. They're, they're filming a film over there because it's cheaper, and then they come across these these big animals. Um, and King Kong takes like a massive liking towards Anne. They've got a really sweet platonic relationship. Just when, he, when when you started saying the sentence, <laughs> King Kong takes a massive, I filled in the blanks with shit in my head. <laughs> this is the worst way to start a podcast, but massive, massive shit went together in my head so easily. 
I was like, I gotta see this fucking movie. <laughs> Strangely enough, they never show him when he's defecating. But I have included that in, in later on, so we'll come to that. I'm so we'll excited. Back in the same way. <laughs> I do know a fun fact about King Kong. If you watch okay. if you watch Citizen Kane, there's a scene where he's having a picnic with his like love interest in that movie and they just reuse some backgrounds from King Kong. So you see these Harryhausen <laughs> pterodactyls flying in the background of this like <laughs> picnic. It's amazing. Best day ever. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Sweep down, grab your fucking chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is already the best podcast okay. ever. <laughs> so, so getting back to King Kong and what happens. Forget about King Kong. Let's talk about chicken. <laughs> and pterodactyls. <laughs> Most people just hire a little plane with a message on saying, I love you. We could, like, seriously get into the business of pterodactyl sweeping down, taking your chicken, but, like, leaving a ring or something in its place. <laughs> Romantic. It's a, it's a work. It this, work. Is, this is going into our alternate endings on Jurassic Park. Okay. <laughs> so with King Kong, basically they come across him and there's a really greedy evil guy as part of the film crew. And he's like, I could make millions if I could capture this guy and take him back to New York and basically put on a show. So they use Anne uh, to lure King Kong in. And they put him on a boat. I don't know how big their boat is, but it's quite big. And they take him back to New York and they put him in a theatre just for people to come and see him. They, they basically pitch him as like the eighth wonder of the world. And and this is kind of where the idea from the podcast came from. Yeah, because my, my question is like, what's what's the show? King Kong <laughs> belongs in a zoo, not on Broadway. I mean, you teach him to tap dance, put on a show. I'd love to see that show. But you put him in a cage... Put him in the zoo. It's, I don't know. I guess people just sit there. As you were saying to me, it was like a 4 a.m. conversation on my side. Yeah. Just sit there, watch him for an hour and a half, applaud it, and go. But he escapes. He escapes. <laughs> what, so. what is the applause point? Like, if you're sitting in a theater and you're watching something take place on stage, I mean, maybe these people are into alternative theater, right? So there's like, oh, my God, this is a slice of life. This is so real. He's just sitting there like a monkey would. And at some point, he poops in his hand. He throws it at the audience. They applaud. <laughs> and they leave. He like, covers the whole audience. Is, <laughs> I can imagine. Is that the big finish? Like, he pooped. He threw it. It was amazing. The front row is like a, at a Gallagher show wearing like plastic body things to like cover themselves from the mess. I imagine it to be a bit like Stand By Me though with the Lada story where someone starts vomiting and they all start as well and it just ends up really messy. <laughs> or like... <laughs> escapes continue and i'll try to stifle my laughter and basically i think he thinks he's trying to save Anne because she goes out and she tries to stop people from hurting him as far as i can remember and um and he he tries to save Anne, and he grabs her. he's walking through the streets of new york causing devastation and horror 
And uh, he grabs Anne and he climbs up the Empire State Building, but it's to save her, not him. He thinks he's saving her, which is the sweetest part of it. And then basically they just get everybody out to come and hunt down Kong and kill him. So there's airplanes flying around his head and things being shot at him. And they, they kill him. It's <laughs> basically the ending. That's it? Pretty much. What happens Pretty to much. Anne? Because we've all seen the, the claymation <laughs> monkey on the top of the Empire State Building holding the broad, but... Does she die with him? What happens? I don't think she does. I can't remember. Oh, my God. It's the worst. (laughs) This is the worst first episode now. (laughs) Neither one of us know what's going on. (laughs) It's called alternate endings. We're not meant to know the actual ending, are we? Who cares how it really ends, you guys? Watch (laughs) one of the three movies. Pick one of those. We're going to change it. We're so unprepared. I felt like I was good going into this. I was like, Tracy knows 100% what's going down. Clearly. me beforehand. I was like, yeah, and you chip in. If I go wrong, you chip in. You haven't watched a fucking film. We're both fucked. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So he climbs to the top of the Empire State Building. We're both pretty sure he dies. And who knows? We'll I don't think she does die. I don't think she does. I think she gets away. I think he puts her down somewhere. But um <laughs> This is absurd already. I fucking love it. It's my favorite. So yes. Yeah, so, so then what happens? What changes? <laughs> you can <laughs> I mean, I know you were on a bad date, but are there uh, do you know if there's differences with the Peter Jackson one? Are there more hobbits or orcs? Or is there anything different from the the one from oh, what would you say the the 30s? I thought it was the 40s. Yeah, 1930s, 33, oh my God. 76. I know this stuff. I can tell <laughs> Research. Tracy's got you. Plot details. <laughs> yeah. Good. Best of luck. Who cares what really happens? <laughs> All right, so I've written an alternate ending for this. I have no idea if it's any good. I said this to you before. This is kind of what started this. But all right, I'm going to try and read this seriously. Okay. Serious face time. Poker face. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Kong is atop the Empire State Building. Blonde damsel in his hand. You say your name is Anne. Just learned that for the first time right now. He feverishly swats at the prop plane swirling above his head like mosquitoes in a Georgia summer. Suddenly, the unmistakable glow of a transporter beam surges through his body and he vanishes. The blonde is left falling, confused, but accepting of her fate. A slow, minimalist piano score plays as she falls peacefully in slow motion to her demise. Cut to Kong, now in a transparent aluminum box, being carried by a Klingon bird of prey as it slingshots around the sun. He, along with the displaced crew of the Enterprise, are sent hurling in time. The ship, badly damaged, crash lands into the San Francisco Bay. Kong emerges from the sea, gasping, and is shocked to see a claymation ship wreaking havoc on the Federation homeworld. He screams at the alien craft. The alien craft acknowledges his scream and takes off into the ether. The Earth is safe once again. The camera pulls in tight on Kong, who coolly slips on a pair of shades gives the camera a thumbs up and says, that'll do, pig. Credits. <laughs> I love the way you get Star Trek and Babe in there. <laughs> I'm no 
good at writing. All I could do was just do You're a really horrible, good at writing. All I could do was a horrible ma- mismatch of movies. From here on out, I'm going to try and end every alternate ending I come up with with That Will Do Big, and that'll be the end. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's like your signature. That's People are going to get sick of it so fast. I swear we're going to get so many emails about it. Where did he get his shades from? Were they just like in his back pocket? 80s style. You know, just every 80s movie party music comes on during the credits. Somebody's got a pair of wayfarers. They pull out of empty space like a Mary Poppins bag hidden in their ass and throw on their shades. It's party time. Yours is a really good ending, and you write really well. And I'm meant to be a writer. I I, <laughs> so... I disagree with all of those statements about me. I'm pretty sure I shit this out as a joke to send to you, and then it spawned this podcast. Wait for my 4 a.m. ramblings because I haven't changed it. <laughs> Just I'm a excited. little bit. Not good. Let's hear yours. Okay, well, with mine because you were saying what was the show. If you hadn't escaped, what would the show have been? So basically, we were talking about people going into your toilet, sitting for an hour and a half and then leaving. And I was thinking, okay, well, if he doesn't escape, what happens? So the show goes on for a few years. And then basically, people just get bored eventually. (laughs) And they're no longer making money from King Kong and the circus won't take him because he's too much to hike around. And the zoo won't take him because he's too big. And it's too much money to send him back to Skull Island. So they kind of just turf him out. I don't know if you remember the first time Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came round, but everyone went out and bought terrapins. And then everyone went, oh, these are boring. And then they just let them go in lakes around the UK. And now we've got like all these terrapins just trying to survive. God love them. It's a bit like that. This is my King Kong. Similar thing with the owls. Harry Potter. Everybody went out and bought owls as they pets. Did not. They did. And <gasps> they were just like, what do we do with these angry, hateful birds? Well, just let him go. No way. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, basically, they just turf him out on the streets. And he's hungry and he's homeless. And he's depressed because he's been years in a cage. You know, just people looking at him. No one treating him with respect. And um, finally, he's free, though. So, he tries to find somewhere to go. So, he kind of just bums around the city. And people shun him because they're a little bit scared of him still. But they're not sort of so scared anymore because they've got used to seeing him in a cage. They just shout freak and things like that at him. And he basically, to get by, he just eats leftover takeout food that people have thrown on the street after a good night out and rats. That's pretty much his main diet. And he's, he's depressed, but he's free. And he starts to feel like he needs to express himself some way. So he starts to draw. And uh, he's a bit like, you know, whenever he sees him drawing, they just see these wonderful creations that he starts making. But he hasn't really got much things to, like, draw with, so he gets some charcoal and mud and monkey excrement. He's got a lot <laughs> I was going to say, he is, he is a great ape. <laughs> it is. He does wonderful things with feces. It's amazing. <laughs> you thought Maplethorpe was bad. <laughs> I can just see his exhibit at LACMA. I fucking love it. <laughs> his work is just beautiful it's it's mainly of homes but it's like it's beautiful but it's tragic wait 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 wait, wait. so he's fucking thomas kincaid but with gorilla poop (laughs) he's he's painting beautiful beautiful cottages and poop He fights as well, he fights, depending on what he eats. 
<laughs> I'm having a stroke. <laughs> so he starts making this beautiful art, but no one sees him doing it. So he's kind of like a New York Banksy. <laughs> Because everyone wonders where this wonderful artwork is coming from. Okay, so Uh, hang on. So he's doing Thomas Kincaid, Cottage in the Woods, in feces, on the wall of public spaces? Yes. (laughs) This is the best ending ever. They need to film this. This is my favorite. (laughs) How amazing would it be to just stroll into work and there it is. On the wall next to your favorite coffee shop, a beautiful Thomas Kincaid Master of Light in gorilla feces. <laughs> Who are you going to suspect? Like, there's, there's one gorilla roaming New York. He's fucking busted, right? Strangely enough, people don't know. They they're not sure who it is. They think it's a Banksy, right? They're not like, oh, that's a fucking Kong. They're like, oh, Banksy's into some weird shit. shit. <laughs> this is my favorite ending ever. This so eventually, um, a really famous art agent called uh, Marcello, Marcello Dubois. You wrote character think- names even for yours. Marcello. Well, yeah, Marcello sounds, he sounds Italian, but actually his first name's Latin and his last name's French. So I'm not, it's, it's his mother and father and pretty brought up in Italy. Yeah, we won't get into his character. No, it's perfect. <laughs> if you have somebody who is uh, ethnically questionable, you just cast John Ray Davies and you're good. It's just like, <laughs> is he British? Maybe. He's probably Egyptian. I don't know. Maybe he's Greek. You're fine. He's the perfect actor for that. And you've got the casting. Yeah, we've we got, got it. We've been I making mean, it. So for your ending, we've definitely got Andy Serkis as Kong, right? We've got John Rice Davies as Marcello. <laughs> the ending, oh, we'll get there, but you're going to be disappointed. Um, so basically, this, this famous art agent, Marcello, Marcello Dubois, um, he... Uh, it sounds laughing. Italian to me. That's why I'm laughing. You said <laughs> Spanish and French, and I'm like, Marcello. Sounds like an Italian guy asking we for his Italy. cello. He's been around. He's been around. It's like a dude in the symphony, just like, hand me Marcello. <laughs> it's so Italian. He lived in Florence for six years. It rubbed off on him. Holy shit. You wrote bad stories for all your characters. I just re- now. Just now. <laughs> I'm winging it. I really shit the bed on my ending. I just crapped out a couple of paragraphs and called it a day. You got backstories. You're like, Michella grew up on the, on the tough streets of Morocco. <laughs> he fell in love with a Spanish girl. <laughs> His favorite music is jazz. He loves Walt Whitman and Slug. No, it, trust me, your input is making a much better ending than what I had. So basically, Marcello, Marcello. finds him. Marcello finds him. And he gains his trust. He gives him bananas and stuff. <laughs> and, and King Kong's never known kindness since Anne, really. So he, he takes weeks and then he finally convinces King Kong to let him be his art agent. And everyone's like, Amazed. Oh, it's monkey feces on the wall. It's actually from King Kong. No one knew. No one knew. This is the film, okay? So it's fine. <laughs> so he, he says, you know, you paint and art will make you famous. And King Kong does. And then he wants to do an art installation in the theatre where he used to be in the cage. So he gets all these rich people and he strips them of all the material possessions and all their clothes. And he sticks them in this cage. And he gets people to come and sit and watch them like... 
everyone did when he was in the show. And everyone partway through realises actually this isn't such a nice thing. King Kong is just like one of us. And they apologise and it's made all this money and he goes home. But, but... He doesn't forget the kindness that was shown to him at the end. And every Christmas, he sends them an original King Kong and they hang it on the Empire State Building. He's the hero. He gets a happy ending. He goes home. He doesn't get the girl, but that's okay. So I have a submission from Steve, age 40, from God knows where, internet land. (laughs) This is a hell of a lot of words, and it's going to be tough. I'm going to fuck this up, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into this. I'm not a fantastic uh, out loud reader of words. (laughs) Steve really went all out. And thank you, Steve, for submitting. If you guys want to submit next week, we're going to be doing E.T., the extraterrestrial. All right. Steve, age 40. Anne's terror seemed to subside a fraction. It seemed that the gargantuan primate was hell bent on tearing her apart after all. If anything, his grip had loosened to an alarming degree, considering the thousands of feet between them and Fifth Avenue. She could sense some change in the beast's demeanor. What was it? Pensiveness? Confusion? It was impossible to fathom, giving their brief time together. The beast was staring, stock still, into one of the windows above her vantage point, as she dangled from his grip. From her vantage point, it was impossible to see what had enraptured him. Kong froze, enraptured. He had never before witnessed such a creature, slick, sleek, beautiful, and hissing. Kong beheld his first cat. And as was his right as king of the apes, it had but one possible fate. It was going up his ass. (laughs) I'm so glad. Butt stuff, right out the gate. Steve... (laughs) Steve, you fucking roll, dude. (laughs) He swept one resolute arm into the open window and scooped the creature up briskly, then reaching behind his muscle-knotted haunches. Oh, I'm so glad you got super descriptive about Kong's ass. (laughs) He fumbled for his ape hole. (laughs) Ape hole. (laughs) We're making t-shirts, guys. (laughs) But finding difficulty keeping his balance, frustration evident across his brow... He then cast a look absently at the girl in his other fist for a fleeting moment, then flung her over his shoulder absently in a general direction of the Chrysler building. With both hands now free, Kong slid the tiny, smooth, pelted feline up his cavernous monkey pucker. Holy fuck! That's that's poetry! If I've ever heard it. Steve should write for the Viz Profanosaurus. It's amazing. Steve is the ghost of Bukowski. Cavernous <laughs> monkey pucker is fucking beautiful, I have to say. That's better than Cellar Door. That is amazing. It proved to be a battle due to the cat's not inconsequential reluctance and its primordial propensity for clawing. Holy shit, Steve. You guys, chill out on the on the verbosity. <laughs> Make these some easy words. Then Kong threw some shit, and he was like, fuck it. Like, that's what I'm expecting. I'm not, yeah, I'm not expecting sentences like, it proved to be a battle due to the cat's not inconsequential reluctance and its primordial propensity for clawing. 
Holy <laughs> shit, is that a sentence? That's tough to spit out. Make it easy to read, guys. I want Dr. Seuss. <laughs> However, Kong's awesome power overcame. Oh my god, Steve, you're the fucking coolest. Kong was smitten. Nothing could feel more right. There was now one sole purpose in his ambition. He must find more cats. Ignoring the biplanes harassing him like mosquitoes, he began his descent, keeping his poo canoe snapped up so tight his tiny passenger wouldn't accidentally squeeze out and hurtle like a furry shit comet into the people on the tarmac below. Holy shit, Steve, you are my favorite human being right now. The king descended once more onto the New York to tear up the alleys, sluice out the felines, and fill up his crap canal with the city's furry masses. Steve, you fucking win. Steve, that is my favorite by far. Oh my god. The writing of that... Steve is a writer. Steve is my new favorite poet. He's he's amazing. He's amazing. I love him. (laughs) <laughs> holy shit he must be a brit with words like that i just would have been like then kong just shoved some cats up his ass and he's like fuck it i dig this gonna do that some more <laughs> as he trundles off up the street <laughs> even it. trundles i'd just be like yeah and then he fucking took <laughs> off <laughs> and he tears up alleys to sluice out felines <laughs> holy shit that is a beautiful ending that is amazing kong's just like so Kong's I, turned into, like, the biggest, weirdest cat lady ever. <laughs> <laughs> what he's forgetting is, is, like, they've got a weapon on every corner. That's, <laughs> that's some commitment. They that never... Some commitment. <laughs> <laughs> this is my brother <laughs> who wrote me this. And he just, he used to laugh at everything I did. And now he just kind of goes along with it. God love him. He's learned. So, so this is Dave. This is Dave age 39 and a half in Manchester, UK. So Mighty Kong climbs the tower with the damsel in his paw. He climbs to the pinnacle of the skyscraper and planes appear from the clouds and start circling around his head. At first he is afraid, fear turns to irritation and then the irritation to rage. He starts to swipe his ape arms at them. With each pass the aircraft make, he strikes out, coming closer and closer to catching one until he almost overbalances. Putting his arm out towards the structure to steady himself, he accidentally pulps the lass, you can tell he's so UK, the lass, against the side of the building, and it takes him a moment to realise what he's done. He looks at the remains in disbelief, and he bellows with anguish and horror. I was going to make a bellowing noise, but it's probably going to be as good as my Marcello, so I'm, I'm not. I think you should bellow. I don't know what a bellow sounds like. I think you could imagine, a, I think you just go with it. You're, you're an artist. I'm not. I'm not a fucking voice artist. <laughs> That's better than any bellow I'm ever gonna do. That's terrible. <laughs> I I hope we can just like okay, let's replace that with a Wilhelm scream, right? Okay, it's uh-huh. got to be a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> I mean, I love the ending so far. I mean, and by the way. Pulping is where it became very UK. Oh, really? I you don't never... pulp over there? Nah, I mean, we pulp. I, I get the term. I got it. But I was like, oh, this is super UK. When I read the word pulp, I was like, yeah, we don't pulp stuff. I mean, I mean, we're Americans. We're cruder. We're like, yeah, we smash shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> we mush it. We mash it. We don't pulp. But I get it. I get the term. Basically, he explodes Anna across the building, which is so fucking awesome to me. This is like one of my favorite endings. <laughs> Just he's like, fuck this bitch. These plates are shooting at me. <laughs> I don't think he meant to. I think he did it by accident. Yeah, I, raped, I, but you know, yeah, she's like so. an orange, isn't she? Really, she's yeah. like she's so <laughs> just pulping an orange. I doubt her juice is as tasty as an orange. But I love this ending for that. It was just like, oh my god, this one blew my mind. This was some some real creativity. Just like he smashes her against the building, like because he's like, oh fuck, there's people shooting at me. Smash. I love this ending. <laughs> so Anne is now squished. She's pulped. And um, basically he's bellowed. <laughs> and at that uh! point... <laughs> that sounds more like Chewy. I don't know. I don't know what Chewy I'm from doing. Star Wars turns up with his gun. <laughs> and Solo. <laughs> All right, we're slaughtering his ending. <laughs> so at that point, three beams lance out from the Ghostbuster proton packs and hit him full in the face. Trying to shield himself, he lets go of the building altogether to put his arms out in front of his head to offer a modicum of protection. By the way, oh, I got to interrupt. As those three beams shoot out, I hope they go in sequential order and it's do re Egon! <laughs> I'm sure it would be. I'm sure it would be. <laughs> Where am I? Oh, yeah, leaving... Uh, so, I'll start. I'll, I'll, re, I'll restart. Trying to shield himself, he lets go of the building together to put his arms in front of his head to offer a modicum of protection, leaving only his legs tethering him to the building. He takes more and more damage as the beans lash out time and time again. His whole body ablaze. Now he finally loses his grip and falls. His burning body disintegrates as it descends and the bloody ape remains with a slow motion inevitability rain down upon the streets, drowning William Atherton. Disgusting rain of guts. Basically, it's like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, but not as sweet. But with disgusting <laughs> giant gorilla exploding upon the streets. I fucking love it. And William Atherton, he's he's Walter Peck, so he's cripped him from Ghost, Ghostbusters as well. He was the baddie in Ghostbusters, so he he drowns in the remains of Kong. He gets his. So, out of all of our alternate endings, which is the best, in your opinion? <laughs> I think I'd like to see a mishmash of everything. I kind of like the fact that Kong's making art and has a happy ending. He doesn't really... Well, he gets a happy ending in yours as well. That's cool. He gets to go home. But I kind of like... Well, I guess he gets a happy ending with the cats as well. And as much as I love that ending... <laughs> <laughs> I hate to think of all these feral and stray cats being stuffed up his arse. <laughs> but I love the fact that Ghostbusters come in. He gets murdered at some point in that. He is a cat menace, shoving cats up his ass. They will continue to shoot him with tanks and shit. It's going to be a problem. We're not just going to let that stuff go down. That is not a happy ending. That just doesn't flesh out the ending that's going to happen. Eventually, he gets shot to death in that ending, too. Or clawed from the inside out. (laughs) Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) 
do you know what I think I would have loved to happen with Dave's ending and the Ghostbusters? I actually think I would have loved him to have the Ghostbusters too, where they could goo him and get everyone to sing, and he could just dance really happily through the streets of New York and, and go home happy. But it's just me. I just want Kong to have a happy ending. So that's that's me. What did you think? Well, I think there's a great amalgam of the two endings we got where uh-huh. Steve's ending, you know, he climbs up, <laughs> he uh, eventually dies, and then Ghost Him climbs up with Anne, murders Anne, and then is busted by the Ghostbusters, right? <laughs> But I, my my favorite ending, I mean, I love Ghost Him, Ghost King Kong, Ghost that would Kong. Be awesome. Holy shit, Ghost Kong! We're writing that right. They wrote Ghost like, Ducks. They will definitely have Ghost Kong. They did Ghost Sharks. No, they're definitely going to do Ghost Kong. That would be hilarious. But Jesus, I cannot get the picture of him painting Master of Light, Thomas Kincaid. Like little cottages on the side of buildings and feces. That's that's the one I want to see so bad. <laughs> he could do. <laughs> he could, you know, just well. He could do that in any of the endings. He's up in the Empire State Building. He he cracks one out. <laughs> that might mean something else. <laughs> <laughs> that's going back to the Ghostbusters and their their gooey second ending. Well, this is the world's weirdest podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What have we got ourselves into? (laughs) Well, uh, Tracy, they can find you on Twitter at Tracy Mixbag. They can also read your awesome blog, searchingforcandy.blogspot.com. You're working on uh, a John Candy biography, right? That's right, yeah, for my sins. I'm, I hope. <laughs> I'm super. Ex- uh, I'm super excited to to read the book. Thank you. Gary is the shit. Let's talk about Gary. Okay, let's talk about Gary. Gary did our amazing logo, and Gary is awesome. I'm gonna get a tattoo of this logo, and that is a promise. Can you hear me? Okay, because you're. I can't hear you. I can hear you fine. Okay, that's fine. That's all that matters. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. No. And actually, I do need to hear you so I can reply to you. But I was just thinking from the recording. <laughs> so Gary, Gary did our logo, and Gary's awesome. And he's also called Horse. He does a lot of design work under the name of Horse. And you can find him on Twitter at underscore horse underscore, and also his website yoursomehorse dot com, which is u o um u o y r e some horse. <laughs> he's awesome he's like one of the best designers and he he's worked done work for all sorts of people and he's you need to go and check out his store he's done prints for bjork and pixies and loads of different people he also did the uh the artwork for my book that's coming out he's awesome gary that, is awesome the, the artwork for your book is amazing this is incredible this guy is great he is. He's he's something else. I can't sing his praises enough. I I love this. I I cannot believe he did this for us. I'm super super proud. So, thank you, Gary. Listen, you need to you need to tell people about your other podcasts as well. Popcorn with Candy, which is how we met. Uh, Tracy and I met weirdly on Twitter, which is the least social network. 
Uh, we met because I, I do popcorn with candy with my brother Peter. We discuss the films of John Candy. We review them and chat about them a bit. And if you like John Candy, give it a listen. Uh, so yeah, listen to popcorn with candy if you're into John Candy. Uh, if you like me, probably doubtful. <laughs> Listen to Getting Fucked Up with Octopus Caveman, where I have no idea what the show is going to be. Started off as one thing, got weirdly honest, turned into a different thing. But yeah, check it out. A bit like this, to be honest with you, MC. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if you want to help us continue to do this and all of the other bizarre shit we do on Popcorn With, uh, you can go to popcornwith.com. And uh, there's a donate link uh, for PayPal. So, you know, you want to toss us a dollar or what do you have over there? You still got shillings? <laughs> shillings. Oh, <laughs> pennies. <laughs> we have pounds. We have pounds over here. Ah, Lovely, shiny pounds. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd prefer a euro, right? That's worth more. Uh, not much more, but a pound is worth more than a dollar. So... We've we've got a PayPal donate button on popcornwith.com. So if you want to help us uh, continue to keep this thing free, uh, feel free to toss us a couple bucks. Also, I got kids, and I super could use some money. (laughs) And And I don't have any kids, but I have have cats, (laughs) which hopefully means King Kong's not coming around my house. All right, guys. Uh, I'm also a musician. I don't just uh, pretend to be an idiot on podcasts. But, uh, yeah, check out my music. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's really good. It's really good. And your Twitter handle is at, is it just at Octopus Caveman? It's at Octopus Caveman. You're at Tracy Mixbag. You're amazing and fantastic. And... If you want to contribute next week to ET, please send us some send us some endings. Email them to <laughs> endings at popcornwith.com and we'd love to share them on the show. Just let us know what what you want to be called in the email, otherwise I'm just going to read out your email address and hopefully it's not a work email. So <laughs> <laughs> So come come contribute. We really we started this and we just thought this would be a fun thing and people might want to contribute and we could be this kind of fun writing collective and share with each other. So I hope to hear from you guys. ET is going to be a fun one. I haven't watched it in a long time. I got to catch up on it. Uh, Hopefully mine will not be too inappropriate. (laughs) Unfortunately, I think mine will be. (laughs) (laughs) I've got it down already. I am super excited about (laughs) ET. All right, well, let's wrap it up. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I I hope you I hope you write us and I hope you contribute to the show because we're really looking forward to really just building the community here. Thank you for listening and get your endings in. We've got big plans. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.